Let's all go to the Lord in word of prayer. Warren, you want to lead us? Yes. Amen. Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21. I'm very happy to see that some of you husbands arrived this morning safely. <laughs> After some of the answers in the newlywed game last night, I was wondering if I would see a couple of you this morning. One of them sitting right over here with a bald head. <laughs> oh, another one right back there. <laughs> oh, that's good. Had a good time. Thank you, Lindsey Warren, whoever had anything to do with it. We enjoyed it. All right. Revelation chapter 21. I want to read a little bit. So we'll start right at the end in verse 27, and <clears throat> excuse me, we'll read into <clears throat> chapter 22, several verses. Revelation chapter 21, verse 27. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, no, excuse me, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves were of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And they shall, there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must Shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then he saith unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren the prophets. And of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. All right, we'll stop right there. Plenty to talk about. In that. <laughs> Anybody remember where we left off last time? It wasn't last week because we didn't do this last week. But Yeah, we, we ended on a gym question. That seems to be, yeah, yeah. He had another question this morning. I mean, got a lot of questions, don't you? I got part B of that question. All right, we're going to skip verse 27 and move into verse 27. So, um... And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, 
But they which are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, Jim, I guess you're serious. He's, he's going to ask a question, which is fine. But all I wanted to say about that verse is he did ask last time, you know, why is it here? And we kind of talked about that. And at different times, you see verses like this inserted. You see what, what seems to be bad news inserted in the middle of a bunch of good news. And we wonder why it's there, and we've talked about that before. And the only thing I can figure out is that it's just another warning. It's God being long-suffering. Don't be part of this group because you ain't going to be there. Don't be part of this group. You ain't going to be there. All this stuff we're talking about, all the glory, all the goodness, if you're part of this group, you won't be there. Don't be part of this group. That's the only thing I can gather from it. Another thing I wanted to say, and then I'll let you ask your question, is that I read somebody... I don't remember who it was, and they said that one thing that they notice in this picture of our eternal home, and one thing that makes it so great are the no mores, and maybe somebody brought that up last week, somebody said something about that, um, but the no mores, in, in verse 21-1, there's no more sea, and we've already talked about all this, so I can't go back over it all, but no separation, in verse... 21.1, there's no more death. In verse 21.4, there's no more sorrow. In verse 21.4, there's no more crying. That same verse, no more pain. In verse 21.22, no need for a temple. In verse 21.23, no need for the sun, moon, or night. I didn't say there is none. There is no sun, moon, or night. There's no need for it. In verse 22, verse 3, I'm sorry, chapter 22, verse 3, we'll see. We read, no more curse. And then in verse 27 of chapter 21 here, no more evil thoughts, no more evil motives, no more evil actions, none of that. And so one thing that is going to make heaven heaven is not just what is there, but what is not there. All right, Jim. Okay. <laughs> you sure? Okay. All right. All right, verse 22. I'm at chapter 22. Here we go. Jane, it's the last chapter. Yeah, yeah, the time is at hand. <laughs> I don't know how long this will take, but it's the last chapter. Last chapter of the book. All right, and he showed me a river, a pure, excuse me, pure river of water of life. I'm about to call on you. Uh, <laughs> clear as crystal. Proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Do you want to share what you told me or would you like me to share it? Okay. So, pure, that word pure. We see that a lot in this description of the holy city. We saw, you know, transparency in all, in all of this. And I never thought about this, but Whitney came over to me this morning and said she was watching a video this morning on YouTube. When she said that, I thought, oh, no. <laughs> She said it was just talking about the last two chapters of the book of Revelation. She said one thing that really stood out to her was that the guy said that basically the, the transparency, because we talked about it's just transparent glass, transparent glass, transparent glass. These things are not going to take away from the beauty and the holiness of our Lord. And I never thought about that. As beauty, you know, we, we're focusing on how beautiful this is, how beautiful this will be, how beautiful this stone will be, how beautiful. No, those things are not going to take away from 
the Lord Jesus. And I never considered that before. So thank you for that. I'm going to have to add that to my notes. That was good. And I thought about that just now when we read this pure river of water of life. So we see this water of life proceeding, the Bible says, from, from the throne of God and of the Lamb. So why, I'm not spending a lot of time here, so, so don't get upset at me, Mr. David. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this kind of stuff. But why is there water here? Do we, do we need water at this time? Do we need food? Some people do. it for me. Sorry. <laughs> do we need water? Do we need food? We got a no. We got a yes. It's exactly what I wanted. And exactly from the two I wanted it from. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that before he just said that? Okay, so we have water here. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I don't know. I got an idea. Um, you know, you think about Jesus and his resurrection body and how he prepared fish on the coals for the disciples there when they had followed Peter and went a fishing. Remember that? Then they saw Jesus on the shore and, you know, Peter... Got ahead of everybody, jumped in the water, and can't say I blame him after what he had done and been through, but he's back. So Jesus did that for them in his resurrected body, um, but as we think about it, in my, in my opinion, it all matters, it all depends on what we talked about when we talked about the different peoples that are going to occupy the new heaven and the new earth. Now, do you want to, Jim had said that some people will need food and water and some people will not. Do you want to well, expound on that? Well, our premise last time was that if we look at uh, verse 24 in chapter 21, we said the kings of the earth do bring their honor and glory into it, and our idea there was that the kings of the earth are ruling over the people who the children of the, the and when I say millennials here, I don't mean mm -hmm. this is the generation that we have now, mm -hmm. but the children that were out of the millennium. That entered into this time in their physical body, mortal bodies. Human bodies. So they still need water and food. Okay. And then on the other side of that, Probably don't need it. Okay? You do agree? Oh, man. <laughs> Toward one group. Yeah. Yeah. So it all depends on what we talked about last time. If we're right and that there are different groups of people and that we're going to occupy the holy city, the new Jerusalem, in our glorified body, but there are going to be people on the new earth that have entered that still in their mortal body. Well, hold on, one, hold on a second. So they might need food and water, and we might not. Go ahead. If that is the case, 
But if that is the case, if those people are inhabiting the earth and they are still in their human body, then they are still going to have to be have the capacity, if they have the physical needs of food and water, then they still will be able to reproduce. So what then will be the dispensation of the soul of those children that are reproduced in this time? I don't know. It's a good question. My, my question, and, and Jim, for those that can't hear, he said these, that if they do enter in their mortal body, then, and my whole question about that is, can they reproduce? And so we talked about that in the millennium. You had people definitely in their mortal body on this earth, thousand years, reproducing, population explosion. I don't even know what theirs is. Right. I, I don't know. He, he brought up dispensations, and we talked about that at the very beginning. But God, you can't get away from the fact that God deals with people differently at different times. Now, it's all about Christ, and it's all about faith in Christ. But when he told Adam and Eve to do certain things, he meant for them to do it. And when he told Abraham and his descendants to do certain things that we don't have to do, he meant for them to do it. And he dealt with Noah and his sons a certain way. And he deals with now in the church age a certain way. And things are going to be different. Things are going to be different in the tribulation because the rapture has already happened. We're not looking for the rapture anymore. So the, and we talked about this, so I don't want to stay on it too long. But the message is not, Jesus is about to come back and rapture us out of here. You better be ready. That's already happened. And then, so we, we kind of said, well, during the tribulation, I guess we'll say he's coming back a second time. You better be ready, right? Well, after he comes back the second time, he sets up the millennium. You got people born in the millennium. What are they? What's, what's their message? All I know is that just like you can't get away from dispensations, you cannot get away from the fact that the Bible says it has always been and it always will be about faith in Jesus Christ and faith alone, and that's it. And there's things we just ain't going to understand. We're not in that dispensation. And I, I don't understand some of these things. Well, when I use the word dispensation, I guess I should have disposal. Might, that, that's hmm. not the word either. I wasn't talking about, I, I didn't mean to use the word dispensation in relation to a, a period of time. I meant to, I guess. No, it's the same thought, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the final dispensation. I mean, it's, yes. it's the final setting. Um, there's not going to be an end to that one. And God's going to deal with us in certain ways that we don't understand exactly. Have you ever been in the physical presence of Jesus Christ while he sat on his throne in the holy city? No, I haven't either. So we don't know what that's going to be. Did you want to say something, Ms. Pinkett? That's your question? Is it literal? So she's asking, is this a literal body of water? And you have people, right or wrong, that will symbolize this and say it's just a reflection and a, and a way to say that he's providing. He provide that, that the Lamb, God, provides everything for us. Um. I, I take the stance that it's physical because I have to stay with the stance of I'm going to take it as literal unless there's really good evidence to take it as spiritual. If people take it as spiritual, I don't have a problem with that. I take it as literal. There's a lot of reflection of this time back to Eden. A lot of things going on in what we call heaven and the holy city and this new earth that are like it was 
in Eden before man sinned. The water of life. Yeah. And I'm fine. That's fine. I, I think it's literal. Um, Miss Peggy thinks it's symbolic because of the woman at the well, and Jesus is the water of life. And of course, I don't deny that. But when you look at, and my, this is my opinion now, but when you look at what's going on here, it's describing physical things in the city. And this is right there. And the same people I've read that I read after, if they symbolize this, they symbolize what we're about to talk about next, and that's the tree. And I don't symbolize that. Because it says some specific things about it. Oh, okay, okay. No, we don't know. It's good to talk about, though. Yeah. Yeah. True. That's really good discussion. Let's move into the tree and, and finish. It's the same discussion. So verse 2. In the midst of the street of it and on e- either side of the river was there the tree of life, which, which bare 12 manner of fruits. It's getting really specific here. This is, this is a physical tree. And yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And so, I'm, if you've got a question, I'm just going to say, I don't know. <laughs> so, the very first thing, and, 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 and Mr. David's right, when you think about these things, you can't help but think, in this time, do we have to go pluck a piece of fruit and eat it? To continue to live forever. Do we hold that thought? <laughs> Do we have to go scoop up a cup of water from the river of life and drink it to continue to live forever? I guess I should preface this with what if. We're talking about and what Brother David said kind of led me into into thinking this there was a tree of life which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations are you going to talk about healing of the nations say that again please are you going to talk about healing of the nations yes hold on just a second okay is it okay of course okay I want to address the first part then we're going to get yeah 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 I'm hoping we don't get there and then you won't be here next week and then we get I'm kidding, I, but, but I, I want to talk about the healing of the nations at the end of the verse. Is that okay? Or is it, uh, you sure? Okay, all right, all right. Don't want to offend. Oh, goodness. So, but that, that's, that's, that's the things that come to mind. Maybe you don't think that way, but I do. do. Do you have to go pick a piece of fruit and eat it? Do you have to go scoop up some water and drink it? Miss Peggy says that he is the giver of life. I agree. Are you talking about the people in the well? Okay. Now, some people say, some people say, if we're talking about two different kinds of people, and you've got people that have come in their mortal bodies, and you've got people that, and don't get too tied up on that, and you've got people like us who are going to be in glorified bodies, that this fruit and this water is for the people in their mortal bodies to continue to live forever. I'm not saying I believe that. I'm saying it interests me very much. 
I believe it is. Did Adam and Eve have to pick from that tree and eat it to continue to live? Right? There you go. It's all linked. And so did Adam and Eve have to pick that from that tree to live? Okay. What else did it say? There's something else there that I think... Now, <laughs> there's something else that happened there. <laughs> no, I appreciate you, brother. Yes, so these cycles, notice that too. These cycles continue. I mean, it's talking about months. And I believe, like I said before, we still got a sun and a moon, although we don't need it for light in the city. They probably do on the earth. These things are continuing in, in the purest way possible. There's no curse now, so it's hard for us to even think about this. A lot of people I've read say it bears 12 different manner of fruits, one a month, a different fruit. I don't know. That, that, whatever. But think about Adam and Eve. And this is just something to think about. Just get that hamster running in your mind because we so rarely do that when we read the Bible. We just read it right through to get done with our 10 or 15 minutes of reading and we're done. So as long as we're getting the hamster running, I don't care if you agree with me or not. So... What did God do when Adam and Eve sinned with regard to the tree and the garden? There was something specifically that he did with regard to the tree when Adam and Eve sinned. What was it? He guarded it. He sent Adam and Eve out of the garden and he put it, was it a cherub? Cherub there. Two of them, which had a sword which pointed every way. To keep Adam and Eve from the tree. Why? What difference did it make? And who would want that? Who? And nobody thinks of that though. He he kept them from he he kept them from themselves. He he kept them from eating of that tree, which I believe with all my heart, if they could have had access to that tree. And continue to eat, they'd still be here today. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things about East in the Bible. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, there was something going on there. I just take it that Adam and Eve ate of that fruit. And it gave them that sustaining life. Now, that fruit is provided by God, okay? Understand that. I mean, it gave them, say, say what again? Now you got me worried about what I said. <laughs> Since he guarded the tree and he didn't want them to partake of it, I assume that that tree gave them the ability to continue to, continue to live according as he willed at that time. But, you know, and even when people talk about that, which very few do. But they didn't eat anything from the tree. What now? They didn't eat anything. Did they not? No, they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They didn't eat of the tree of life. Well, now, I, I, don't, I don't know that we know that. Um, yeah, yeah, now that's when they ate of that, but I don't think there's any... 
So he said right there that if, if the man takes of the tree of life, he'll live forever, right? I don't know that we know that. I see what you're saying. I don't know that I agree with that. No. No. Jim's saying what he just read says that they never ate of the tree of life. I don't know that we know that. I assume they had been eating from that tree all the way up until that point, and then they ate of that tree that they wasn't supposed to eat. And he said, okay, now that you've eaten of this one, I can't let you have this one anymore. That, that's my assumption of that. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, well, I've been trying to say for 10 minutes. <laughs> Jim is, uh, I'm kidding. You know I'm kidding. You're not going to hear this. You're not going to hear this. How many people ever heard this? This, this exact thing we're talking about, you're not going to hear this. Most of the time, you're not going to read this. It's too hard. It's too deep. And people don't want to say, I don't know. I, I reserve the right to say it. I do say it all the time. But when I do read it, they never point out the fact of what you said that I've noticed. God really kept them from themselves by keeping them from that tree. Who would want to live forever in this mess? In the sin state, who would want to continue to go and eat of a tree and live forever in this? I, I don't want to. But some probably would, trying to keep, keep living. But I don't know. And it's a, hard, it's a hard thing. But so, do they need to eat and drink? I don't know. It depends on how you look at it. And I'm fine with either one because we don't know. But it's definitely possible that those that come in that are not part of the, those of us in the, in the city might need that to, to continue to live. Maybe they don't. It's just a thought. You got something else before I move on? No, not about the healing of the nations. Not about the healing of the uh-uh. nations? No, not yet. We're, oh, okay. Okay. I so, about the do you? 10, 11. <laughs> <laughs> In the midst of the street of it. And on either side. Okay, let me ask this question. Okay, let me ask this question. Do you believe every word's inspired? Oh. Every word. In this one. I ain't talking about it in the Greek. Well, no. Because some were added for clarity. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that what you're getting at? No, no, it's not. No. 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 They did add italicized words in this for clarity of reading. No doubt about that. Okay? It, it, do you believe that was inspired? Some people do. Let's just say the non-italicized stuff. Do you believe every word in your King James Bible is inspired in general? Okay. Miss Peggy said she did. I do. I do. I do. Okay. I do. 100%. Whether I understand it or not.
Yeah, so they had access to all of it. Exactly. They were given free access to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I believe, yeah, yeah. And what's man always going to want? He's always going to want what he ain't supposed to have. God gave him all this and said, don't do this. <laughs> and that is what we're bent on doing. So in the midst of the street of it, And on either side of the river was there the trees of life. Is that what it says? What I say incorrectly. I pluralized tree. All right, Jim, is the word tree in italics? No, it is not. Okay, it's not in italics, so it was not added there. How do you... I'm about to ask this question, and I see you got an opinion about it, which is good. Let me read the verse again. In the midst of the street of it, and and on either side of the river, was there the tree, singular, of life. How is that possible, Jim? (laughs) I mean, apart from what I just described, have you ever seen a banyan tree? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They can cover an acre. Okay. Now describe it for people who haven't. So I wish I told you to hang on. So here's what a lot of people say. A lot of people say that because um, it's in the midst of the street and it's on either side of the river. We know that. That's what the Bible says. So a lot of people picture it and when you see these things drawn at times, it's this big tree, okay, and it's kind of hollow in the middle, and the street runs right through it, and it's huge, and it's on either side, you know, you've got the river on the sides of the street, and it's on either, it's so big, that single tree is so big that it's on each, each side of the river. That's one thought. Another thought is much like, I didn't think anybody would bring that up, so I'm going to give you a, a gold star. I'm telling you. Hey, and you got to dig to find this stuff that, that we're about to say here. There's a, there's a in, in south central Utah, there's a grove of trees called, it's Pondo or Pando, I don't, I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's singular. They refer to this grove of trees as a singular item. And that's because it is a singular organism. It started out as one aspen tree. And that thing grew and developed a root system which sprung up trees way out yonder. But it's all part of one tree. It's one single tree. And so that's the other thought. There's a single tree that has this root system that has spurned trees of life all along the river. And then you have no problem. 
Now, this is one verse that people will point to and say there's, a, there's an error in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, there's 12 fruits. But, but like I said before, a lot of people say, and, and who knows, but a lot of people say that means it bears a different fruit every month. 12 different manners of fruit. Is not necessarily it bears 12 different ones at one time, although that's possible. We don't know, right? So whether you, that's kind of where you were going. That's not where you were going? That sounded, what? That sounded just like what you said. All right, go ahead. You got like 30 seconds. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Johnny, how much time? You got three minutes? Okay. How far? <laughs> All the way. Adam and Eve have eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So now, if they eat from the tree of life, they will live forever. You said God saved them from themselves, and who would want to live in this sinful condition forever? Mm-hmm. Hold that thought. Let's go now to our text. And it says the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations. What if that healing is not a physical healing, but a spiritual healing? Mm. That answers the problem of why could not Adam and Eve not eat of the tree after they gained the knowledge of good and evil. But it also answers the question of what happens to the people who are living in the millennium or who came out of the millennium in a mortal body. And have not made the choice that you and I have made. Is this tree for their spiritual healing? You done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, well, I just didn't want my, I want to make sure you weren't taking a breath. So he couldn't stand it. We had to get to the healing of the nations before the end of class. Are you going to be, are you going to be here next week? No. That's why. That's why you did it. I was talking about one tree. So... The healing of the nations, that at the end of the verse is also, it, it can be a difficult thing. What does it mean? What, are, what is it healing? If there's no sickness, they don't need physical That's exactly right. It's not sickness. We know that. So what is it? And there's different points of view. Hello. <laughs> we need a window. Uh, the points of view are, quickly, one, that that's exactly right. That those that enter this in the mortal body, the leaves of this tree are for their spiritual healing. I, I'm, not saying I, I'm not saying I subscribe to that. The other thing is, is that this word, I, we done got way, Jim, Jim, Jim. Can I add one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Might as well. If that is the case. <laughs> That's true. That's true. This word healing, it, it literally means service or attendance. That's what the word means, attendance or service. 
So a lot of people just believe, hey, I mean, this could be the, these nations that are going on and doing things. We don't know what they're doing. Forming governments, maybe. I don't know. Now, remember, it's all pure. It's all, it's all according to what God wants. They're doing things, maybe building things. I don't know. But a lot of people say, hey, that they are able to take these leaves and it is some type of, it provides some type of service to, uh, how, did, how did they word it? Let's see for them to use in their economies or, or industries. So it's not really healing, whether it be physical or spiritual. It could be just they use these trees for certain purposes in their physical, everyday life. That's the other thought. Yes. So, so there has to be some mechanism, if our, if our base premise is true, that there are people alive on the earth in their physical body who were either born during the millennium or born after the millennium, there has to be some mechanism in place for them to receive a spiritual healing or the kings of the earth could not come into the city. And I don't, yeah, I mean, nothing unholy is there, right? right? So, but the thing is, I don't even know, we just don't know. Agreed. We don't even know if there are people in their mortal bodies. That's an assumption that we're making, Yes. Right? It makes a lot of sense. We don't know that God doesn't do something to their mortal bodies when, when this change occurs to make them immortal. So there's a lot we don't know. But I can tell you that this kind of stuff needs to be talked about because it, it, now it doesn't. I mean, whether you believe the tree of life is literal or not, it's not going to decide be the deciding factor of whether you go to heaven or not i understand that but it's in the bible and we're studying revelation <laughs> and i love to get jim riled up <laughs> and it makes for good discussion and it's good to use our brains every once in a while and think on these things you may read these verses yourself and go no idea what that means moving on now you've got something to think about. That's the only point of me bringing up stuff like this. Is that when next time you read this, you can think, hmm. Hmm. Is that one big tree you kind of walk through? Is it a root system of a bunch of trees that's one organism referred to as one tree? It's just a, an example. So thank you for the discussion. As much as I give you. Give you, uh, do you what? <laughs> I can't answer it. We don't have time. Okay. You want to write it down and give it to me? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She don't come when you're not here. <laughs> Do you not know that? All right. We got we to gotta dismiss. All right. Since you've been talking so much, you go ahead and dismiss us in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for another chance.